0: Welcome. I'm Connor Beaton, and today we're going to talk about reclaiming joy. Now, most of the most of the podcasts and and uh, personal development events that I've been to talk about joy as being one of the top experiences of the of the human experience, and so many people really base their their sort of happiness on how much joy they experience. And when you really drill down and start to talk to people and you get inside of their minds, uh, especially people that struggle with depression or sadness or anxiety, you start to realize that one of the major challenges that they are experiencing is that they are cut off from their ability to feel joy, that their, their sense of joy, their the, the ability to touch, taste, feel, and And, sort of bathe in the warmth of joy has somehow escaped them. It's somehow gone away. and i'm I want to read you a poem that that really sort of typifies or or is like the quintessential version of this. And it's by a guy named Charles Bukowski. You may have heard me uh, read off read off one of his poems before. Um, but this poem is one of my favorite poems. And it used to be something that I would look to when I had lost a deep sense of joy in my life. And there were times where I had really lost connection with my own happiness, my own direction and, and authenticity. And I and I realized looking back in, in hindsight that I had become disconnected from my joy because I had let pain and sadness replace the space where joy could enter. And I had lost the ability um, maybe not lost the ability, It might not be the right way to say it, I had lost the strength and the willingness to lean into and and let out the the sort of quote-unquote bluebird, as Charles Bukowski calls it. And we're gonna talk about why this happens, but first, let me just read you the poem because it's it's so powerful. Here we go. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay in there. I'm not going to let anybody see you. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke and the whores and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know he's in there. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out. But I'm too tough for him. I say, stay down. Do you want to mess me up? You want to screw up the works? You want to blow my book sales in Europe? There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out. But I'm too clever. I only let him out at night sometimes when everybody's asleep. I say, I know that you're there. So don't be sad. Then I put him back. But he's singing a little in there. I haven't quite let him die. And we sleep together like that with our secret pact. And it's nice enough to make a man weep. But I don't weep. Do you? So here in Bukowski's poem, Bluebird, he Really has this incredible image that inside of our heart is this sort of beauty, and 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 this this beauty that is caged up. And if you've ever seen Charles Bukowski or uh, seen one of his interviews, you can see a man who really has, in many ways, embodied this experience. And you might know people like that in your life, men and women, mothers and fathers, grandfathers or grandmothers who embodied this sentiment where they felt hard to be around, where you could tell that there was a part of them that was always hidden from you, always locked up away from you. And the way that we start to reclaim this joy that we can experience in our life is to face the reality that who we are will fundamentally and unequivocally change by letting out the bluebird, by opening the door in our hearts, in our minds, in our soul, in our intuition, in our gut, wherever you believe that it is that you need to open the door to unlock the joy to let out the bluebird. But we need to face the truth and the deep knowing that we will fundamentally change. And Bukowski lays out the reason why the majority of us never take this leap, never lean fully into the ability to to actually allow ourselves to change, to give ourselves permission to change. He even says, you want to screw up the works, don't you? You want to blow my book sales in Europe. You want to mess me up. So here you can hear the author really confessing he believes, there is an internal belief that if he lets this joy out into the world, for the world to see, for his fans to see, for the people to see, that somehow he as an author will lose his zest, his appeal, his ability to write these absolutely incredible poems that, that touch the hearts and souls and the minds of, of, of the readers That that read them, and after working with hundreds and hundreds of men and women over the last however many years, I have come to find that the biggest and last sort of piece of resistance for an individual in changing who they are and to actualizing some of some of the potential of their fullness in in terms of fulfillment. The last piece is always this huge, giant fear of who they will become on the other side of allowing themselves and giving themselves permission to surrender to the change that they know is possible. And I've seen countless people who are entrepreneurs, who are professionals, who are in the finance industry, who are in the real estate industry, that say, I have been this Certain way for a long time. I've been this hard, you know, harsh, uh, sometimes asshole, and and it's gotten me success, and I've gotten by in the work that I do by numbing out in this very specific way. And even though it has an impact on my family, and I can see it, and even though it has an impact on my sexual relationship with my partner, and I can see that, I'm not willing to change because. Who might I be on the other side of that? Who might I be if I open the door and let the bluebird out? Who might I be if I allow joy to re-enter into my life in such a way that when I see my three-year-old child taking steps down the street or pretending to meditate with me, that I allow myself to feel the joy of that moment in such a degree that it moves me to tears? Who might I be if that happens? And there's a fear that enters in that who we are now the, and the success that we have managed to claim now will somehow disappear. And you can hear this in, in what Bukowski has has written. It's so poignant and beautiful and articulate that we all have this fear. We all have this deep often unconscious fear that if we allowed ourselves to experience the type of joy on a day-to-day basis, on an hour-to-hour basis, in in the quiet moments by ourselves, in the beautiful moments with our partner, in the perfect moments with our children, we worry that somehow we will lose ourselves, that if we allow ourselves to experience joy in that way, that at, that at, at some level we will have lost ourselves and that we will somehow be incapable of returning to this space of hardened boundaries, of rigid boundaries around our hearts or our minds that sort of hold together this the, the spider web that is our identity. And so we don't allow ourselves to open up the door. We don't allow ourselves in, in the moments where we want to, to release that joy. So how do we reclaim our joy? The first step is understanding that there is a fear. There, there is probably a fear within, within you that is preventing you from letting that joy out. The second thing is to, to understand that a part of your identity has probably attached to the absence of joy. That a part of your identity has probably become the victim and said, poor me. Poor me, I don't have this joy. And because of that, that's a part of who I am now. And 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 you may walk out into the world and communicate with friends and family and partners and children in a way that says, this is who I am. I am someone who is lacking in joy, who is lacking in the experience of allowing myself to feel joy in the moments that I crave it the most. And, and finally, we step into a place of allowing ourselves to, as much as we can take it, expand our sense of gratitude and appreciation for the simplest things in our lives. As much as we can take it, not to pretend that there aren't things that are bad or not working well or that our financial situation isn't where we want it to be. Not to pretend that our health isn't where we want it to be or whatever else isn't working or isn't functioning in, in, your, in, in your life but that we allow ourselves to step just a little bit more firmly onto the footing of, of joy and gratitude and appreciation. And we allow ourselves just a little more space to express that appreciation in, in all moments and appreciation towards ourself, gratitude towards ourself for the growth, for the work, for the boundaries, for the effort, not in a way that diminishes our work, but in a way that empowers, our experience and allows the beauty of the bluebird to fly. And this is how we reclaim our joy. We, we really have to realize that there's a part of us that doesn't want to do it, right? There is a, and, and it sounds like a weird thing to say, even hearing it might be strange, but there is a part of you that does not want to claim more joy in your life. It doesn't want to do it. It wants to keep you down. It wants to hold you down and so you need to start to understand that part. What is the part? Is it your inner critic that tells you that you're a piece of crap and that you'll never be good enough for the partnership or relationship that you're in? Is it the victim that tells you that you'll never get the promotion because everyone's out to get you or your boss hates you? Is it the part of you that tells you that your financial situation will never improve because your parents told you that you would never be good enough to be wealthy? Meet that part of you and allow, allow, allow the bluebird to come out and meet it as well. Allow the joy to come out and meet it as well. Allow the softer, gentler parts of your experience, the compassionate, empathetic parts to meet the parts that are trying to hold you down and then set boundaries with them and then tell them, thank you. I see you. I understand why you're here. And I appreciate even you, I appreciate even you and see how you fly. (laughs) I dare you see how you fly in those moments because it is easy. It is easy to get caught in the weight of caging that joy of caging that bluebird. That's almost easier. Our culture, our society, especially as men, has conditioned us to package up that part of ourselves and to store it deep in the locker of our heart, never to let it out. And so we limit our ability to be in the space of gratitude and appreciation. We limit our ability to experience joy in the moments where we know it should show up more fully. And then we allow ourselves to shame ourselves. We go into this spiral so face the fear, face the fact that there is a part of you that doesn't want to let the blue the bluebird out. Just like Bukowski is saying, he is in many ways realizing that there is this part of him that is terrified to let this joy out into his life because he's worried that it might destroy his artistry and his career and the public perception of who he is as a man, you know? a a drunk, struggling artist. So face that part, ask yourself, who will I become if I allow myself to claim a bit more joy and then lean into doing it anyway, lean into doing it anyway. So I encourage you to share this episode with just one person or 10, (laughs) Uh, whoever you think needs to hear it, whether they just could benefit from listening to the poem, or if they need the message in their life. Um, Send it to someone that's struggling. Send it to someone that is on top of the world to remind them that they are a beacon of joy for you. Send them a note of appreciation and let the bluebird fly.